You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Timothy Williams grew up in North Carolina, his wife Sarah on the North Shore of Chicago. Her music exposure was the Great American Songbook, as her dad sang and played the piano when she was a young girl. And Tim grew up listening to classic country music while helping his uncles work on cars. Meeting a little later in life, they joined Songwriting Minds to create a flavor of music unique yet familiar. Tim and Sarah are my guests on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about Tim's new CD, Dreaming Small. Hi, Sarah and Tim. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us, Greg. Yeah, good to have you guys. So you guys are, did you tell me, in Georgia right now? Right now we're down in St. Simons Island, Georgia. Um, It's a place that we come frequently and we hope to retire to. Okay. But we live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right, all right, that's what I thought. So is is this just a, is it a second home? You guys just uh, on a a visit trip? Or uh, were you performing? Was that with the intention? It is a second home. We, we rent it out um, for vacation users, and, and we're hoping that we'll be able to make it our permanent residence in about a year and a half when, when Tim gets to retire. Awesome. That's cool. Good. Good. Well, Georgia's a good place, and there's plenty of music there, too, so that'll be good. For sure. Yeah. Some good players down here. So, Tim, you are originally from Carolina anyway, right? And, and grew up there and, and kind of stayed around the area? Is that correct? Yes. Um, other than um, my college days in Chapel Hill, um, I've lived in and around the Charlotte area my whole life. When, and, did, uh, um, yeah. when did music take hold for you as a young person? You know, it's always been a big uh, part of my life, and um, bluegrass has always been around, as, as has country music, so even from a uh, small age, um, I would hear music and start dancing or whatever. My parents said I was crazy. I would hear things and almost be mesmerized hmm. by the sounds, but I didn't get a guitar and start actually playing until I was about 15, and um, and then so my late high school years and college, I started to, to play and sing out and kind of gig around the area a little bit. Okay. So that was a question that I, I wanted to ask you. When when did it become professional, if you will? When when did you move into the entertaining aspect of it? I'd say probably uh, my mid-twenties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Tim, Tim's unlike a lot of people um, that, that I hear in the industry in that he is... Um, comes from a family that doesn't really have a musical background. Okay, he, yeah. There wasn't anybody else in his family who, who kind of mentored him. He was lucky that his mom got him his first guitar, but he really figured it out on his own. Right, I, I would have loved to have had a, a cousin or something, you know, or a great-grandparent, something who was into music or the scene, but not not really that I know of. Um, okay. But I, but I loved it all the same, and uh, they supported The family supported me doing it. Sure. Did, did you do the high school band thing, or was it mostly a, a, a solo 
uh, pursuit for mostly you? Mostly solo. Yeah. Yeah, mostly solo. I've always loved acoustic instruments, and so I played acoustic guitar. I never played the electric. And I would play at uh, school talent shows and things like that. And and uh, I got up some little bands in, in high school and college, but nothing too, uh, nothing too great. Yeah. Just knocking around. Sure, yeah. Sarah, you didn't necessarily grow up a Southern girl, did you? Not at all. I'm from Chicago. You can probably tell by the accent. <laughs> so, so how was music something for you as a young person, too? Music was very important in our household. My, my father played the piano and um, gave me and my sisters piano lessons at an early age. Um, nothing professional. It, it was more a love of music and I had um, older parents my dad was really into the standards and you know Irving Berlin and Cole Porter and Jerome mm-hmm. Kern and you know at the I was the youngest at the age of five you know we're all standing around the piano playing name that tune with him okay you know, playing <laughs> <this> old songs <laughs> so it was ingrained from a pretty early age so how did you end up in North Carolina so I moved to North Carolina um later in my in my 30s with um, a career move and so it was not um, nothing that was pertaining to music or anything like that but it was a big bonus that North Carolina was such a musical place yeah yeah so, Sarah's an attorney okay so she just uh, words yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> different different kind of set of words I'm not sure there yeah, would be uh uh, many songs coming out of um, those types of settings. <laughs> right. Well, fortunately, I'm a transactional attorney. I'm not a litigator. So, okay. Um, you'd be surprised how similar it can be when you're working on a contract or something like that, and you're actually looking for just the perfect word to describe something. Okay, sure, <laughs> yeah. Well, the experience is certainly uh, would be helpful, I would think. What? That's uh, so, right. How did you guys get together? When did that happen for you? Well, we actually met on Match.com. Okay. That gives you a time frame idea, right? I think it was 2007. Yeah. Yeah, and Tim already had a couple CDs out, and so I made sure that he sent me his music so I could listen to it and preview it before (laughs) I would go on a first date. You know, I didn't want to... Have to pretend to like something. <laughs> Make sure he wasn't <laughs> pretending to be a rock star borrowing somebody else's music, right? <laughs> That's right. Not catfishing me or something. Right. Fortunately, I did like his music, and so, and then I liked him once I, I met him. And uh, a little funny story, I guess. Um, so, and this wasn't something that I did a lot or anything, but for some reason I had set up a, a meeting with a psychic. And I was going in to get a psychic <laughs> read for our, our, our day. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, early day. So Jerry comes along with me, and we get to the place. She starts getting out of the car, and I'm like, "Oh well, Amelda said uh, she, you know, she can't read me unless I'm by myself. So, uh, can you stay in the car for a little while?" And she's like, "Yeah." So I give her um, a song that I've been working on, and I was about half finished with the lyric, and I said, "Hey, you know." look at this, if, you know, maybe if you're interested, you can add something, you know, and I'll be right back. So I went in and, and for the read, I came back out like an hour later or less, and she had finished the song. She had finished writing the lyrics. Oh, wow, cool. And I, and I looked at it, and it really fit well with what I had before. And it was like one of those, huh, <laughs> moments, or hmm. 
And yeah. um, and actually, it's funny enough, in the, in the read I had, the, the lady was saying, oh, who's out there? And I'm like, oh, this girl, Sarah. And she says, I get a really good feeling about you guys. You know, I, I, I think she's the one. And sure that she was. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And how long ago was that? This is probably 2007 or eight. Okay. Seven, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, are, are, do you guys, uh, I, I know that you write together, but Sarah, do you play an instrument or, or do you sing? How, do you guys play out together as a couple when, when you're doing this music? No, I, I really, I can barely carry a tune, so I really try to leave the performing to Tim. We yeah. do some musical things together. Um, we lead a ukulele group okay. that has a meetup group in, in Charlotte, believe it or not, has almost 400 members wow and once a month you know about 30 people or so show up and you know i'll play and sing for something like that but um if people are gonna pay good money to hear our music i i prefer to leave that to people who are more talented <laughs> than me yeah okay so the 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 current um album that that is is it out already or or on the way out yes yeah it came out at i guess the end of last year yeah, we got it ready. Um, we wanted to have 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 it recorded in time for the IBMA conference last last fall. So we kind of got the songs recorded and then released it at the end of the year. And that's called Dreaming Small. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. Is this the first album that you guys have co-wrote together? No, um, this is probably the third. Okay. That we've done. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We've usually been doing EPs because our musical taste will change and we'll dip our toes into a new type of music or a new genre a little bit. Yeah. And um, it seems like the EP, we can come out with those a little quicker. And um, we've been getting some uh, some airplay for this. Okay, um, awesome. Uh, on the WNCW Spindale in North Carolina. I've been playing a couple of tunes from this already, so um, I'm pretty good about that. So tell me about the songwriting process that you guys go through. Do you, do you, Tim? Do you come up with the idea and then bring it to Sarah, or is it kind of a joint thing? Tell me, tell me a little bit of how that works for you guys. Sure. the the um, The title or the hook idea, it, it can be either one of us. Um, lots of times it's Sarah that I come up with the, the topic. We'll play around uh, with the title or hook as we're doing it. And uh, I do the melodies, the music. Sometimes um, I'll have a melody that I like and that she might like, and I'll just uh, I'll give it to her, and she'll try to think of uh, lyrics for it, or if she has a lyric she's already started, a mm-hmm. poem or something. So she'll try to meld it with the melody that seems to fit. So we kind of go both both ways. I say more often Tim comes up with the melody first um, because the the music just comes to him, and so he'll hit. He has all sorts of melodies, and if there's one that he really feels good about, and he brings it to me, then then we'll talk about what it should be about or what does it feel feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of times that can surprise both of us. Um, for instance, we never planned to write a coal miner song, <laughs> the yeah. first song on, on the new CD. Okay, yeah. Down below. Um, I have I can't explain why, but he brought me that melody, and he was just kind of singing nonsense words, and at the end of um, each verse, singing just kind of oh oh ohs, and I just kind of said down below, and it just kind of led to coal mining, 
then it was like the universe was telling us to write a, a song about that. We were, you know, that same week I heard um, a piece on NPR about coal mining, and it just was showing up everywhere. So next thing you know, we, you know, we wrote a coal miner song. Yeah. So it, it, you never know where the songs are going to go. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so are you? What's that? Oh, we try not to force it, you know, in, into something, uh, you know, square, peg into a round hole or something. We, we kind of just try to be as natural with it as we can and just follow it where it goes. Um, have you, did you have an opportunity to, to play out with some of this music before the whole virus lockdown, stay-at-home thing took us all out of the picture? Yes. Um, in fact, uh, Dreaming Small song, the title song, I've been playing for a few years. Uh, we wrote it with this lady, Sally Barris, who's a Nashville staff writer. And um, I, I've honed it. It's, it's been around for a few years. The other thing, the other song just kind of came pretty quick. Well, yeah, we were able to play out. Um, Mama's Table is one that we wrote for a particular project mm -hmm. called Trio. It's a, um, a project put together by a woman named Sherry Smith, and she pairs a, a visual artist and a musical artist with an author and has, has the two other artists read the book and then write a song inspired by it. Okay. And so Mama's Table was inspired by this cookbook, and so we, we played that at some book events for, um, for Trio. And then down below we were able to play, actually it was... Um, chosen at this last IBMA conference in 2019 as one of their, their songwriter showcase oh, cool. songs. So we were able to play play it there and have, have, you know, gotten some good feedback but been playing it out since. Yeah, so. okay. And so we've, we've had some of these songs for a while and did get, get to get out with them a little bit a before, little bit. before the yeah. yeah. It's still really sad. Um, I, I perform occasionally. You know, I don't perform all the time. I feel... I feel really bad for the folks that do and need to. Um, it's a terrible situation. Yeah, we're a little bit different than a lot of a lot of people in the in the current situation because we both have have our full time jobs, mm -hmm. you know. And we spend a lot of time, you know, being jealous of of our full time um, singer songwriter friends, but not so much right now. Yeah, sure. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's you know, we keep hearing. Um, uh, I'm in Virginia, and we we just uh, heard the rumor that that North Carolina might open up the restaurants uh, this coming weekend. So uh, you know, it's hopeful maybe that they'll let some entertainment uh, start to sneak back into those public venues. I, I I I'm with you. I feel sorry too for the folks that um, that that's their their livelihood. You know, all the festivals we've lost yeah. a, a good chunk of them at least for the spring and summer. So um, it, it's. Uh, do you guys have anything that you've been trying to to do musically to, to keep that fresh for you while we're waiting on things to open up again? Yeah, we're, we're really fortunate in Charlotte to have a lot of um, songwriter friends who are very supportive. And so we've actually got multiple songwriting groups that we've been meeting via Zoom. Um, and so... You know, we'll we'll just get together with a smaller group of, of six or seven people and critique songs because that's something that we do anyway. You know, just usually in person. Yeah. Kind of keep people uh, sharp. Or, yeah. You know. And then um, 
there's a, a kind of cool organization called the Southern Songwriters Association that a friend of ours, um, Steve Simpson, started. It He kind of um, had been involved with NSAI, you know, the National Songwriters right. Association, mm-hmm. for a number of years and realized that they weren't the perfect fit for a lot of people who were into different types of music. And so he started um, SSA, and they've been having up their monthly meetings to being weekly just so that people could meet on Zoom and have a little more connection during this, this time and, mm-hmm. and you know keep the music going and give each other prompts for writing and that type of thing. And, and they're a little more Americana folk uh, than NSA, uh, which is mostly people who are aiming for the country market. Country yeah, more. yeah. So when you, uh, you mentioned that you're, you're hoping to be able to retire and, and move there to Georgia full-time here in the next year or so. Do you, are, are you looking ahead as to what that means for you musically? Do you plan to do that a little more full-time, or, or is it something different? I do. Um, I'm, I'm hoping uh, to you know, put down some musical roots here in Georgia. Um, we've been down here enough that I've met some, a lot of the locals already and local songwriting groups. I've got up and played with an open mic and and a festival down here, and really really nice friendly people, very welcoming. Um, yeah, and and we've been fortunate in that because we really are focused a little more on songwriting rather than, rather than performing. We've found that you can do that from about anywhere these days. Mm-hmm. We make regular trips to Nashville because that seems to be you know Im- important if you want to meet up with certain people, but. Um, it's nice to know that you can live just about anywhere and still get together virtually or meet up somewhere like Nashville for right. a show, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so you can retire wherever, you know, wherever makes sense for you. Right. <laughs> cool. So uh, what's next? Do you have, uh, are, you, are you working on another project already? Is there some new music in the works? Well, you know, we're writing a lot of different genres. And so we tend to go from, um, you know, being in love with one thing to the to the next. And so we're continuing to kind of work on our education in, in bluegrass because that was something that was relatively new for us in the last couple of years. Uh-huh. Right. We've taken some uh, workshops, uh, bluegrass-type workshops and dance conferences and uh, just kind of, you know, learn learn our chops, kind of get our history. But we also do write a fair amount in the folk pop genre, and so I wouldn't be surprised if our next CD was, you know, in, in more in that direction. Yeah. But it's, you know, talked about doing an all ukulele CD <laughs> yeah. of a, a pop music. Okay. That, that yeah. We we'll make it something like that. Yeah. Road. But you know, we actually we have a song called "Follow the Music," and it, you know, it, it has a line: "Follow the music wherever it leads." And we try and live by that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we, we don't always know. Again, we haven't haven't been pursuing this as a commercial project that we had to use to earn a living, and so that gave, has given us the luxury to, to um, explore different areas. Yeah. And yeah. not be as calculated about it as as we might otherwise be. But it always goes back to songwriting. That seems to really be um, the thing for us. It's, it's about the song and. To us, a good song is a good song. It doesn't matter what genre. Right, because you can put a different arrangement usually on a song and tweak it and make it country or rock or mm, even okay. bluegrass. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> so, so you you could adapt a whole set of your music to fit a particular genre that that you were invited to play in. I think so. Yeah. With the type melodies that I do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the second kind of how we got pointed towards bluegrass was also because thematically, um, a lot of our lyrics and and the things that we were talking about, we had we had some mentors who said, you know, this this really sounds like a bluegrass type of, of um, theme. <laughs> so, mm, yeah. some of it is driven by the things that, that are meaningful yeah. to us that we won't feel like talking about. Like mm-hmm. more of a story storyteller type type song. Sure, that yeah. To be uh, sure, popular in older country music. Uh, but in the last 30 years, country music's kind of gone pop and yeah. more urban. And, yeah. and so... I think the, the stuff we, we like to sing about and write about is more of a bluegrass theme. Though. Yeah, that's awesome. Or Americana. Yeah, you know? right, yeah, which kind of covers several different genres together, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, cool. we're happy to have that as, as an easy way to describe our music. Yeah. It's easier than hyphenating, right, you know, yeah. both pop country bluegrass. Right, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that umbrella, too. That's why we picked it also. <laughs> So the the album is uh, Dreaming Small, and um, where can people get it? Can they get a copy of it? Where can they listen to it? How can they reach out to you guys if they want to connect, especially if they're in Carolina or Georgia? Sure. We have a website. It's www.tstunes.com. Um, you can think of it as timsarotunes.com. Yep. Okay. And um, they can buy the music directly from there. But it's also available streaming through places like iTunes, Amazon. Um, CD Baby. Yeah, we use CD Baby to distribute, so you can go directly to them, or and they, you know, send it out to people like yeah. Spotify. Okay. Have you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. This has been fun. I enjoyed uh, getting to talk to the both of you together and and learn about your music and your songwriting. Bye. Thank you. It's been been nice talking to you. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.